This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So yesterday you told us you actually watched a pretty good movie. Yeah. Today, you told me during a commercial break, last night you watched a terrible movie. Terrible movie. So here's the question. How long was this movie? Uh, it was like, less than two hours. So okay. An hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, somewhere in there. And did you watch the whole thing? No, weed. Good God. Weed. <laughs> My goodness. Doug, um, you're, you're already eating lunch? Jeez, <laughs> early, man. Jeez, this is terrible. I'm sorry, what was your question? You said you watched. Good God. Easy, brother. <laughs> you said you watched. Maybe you should watch it again. I, Maybe you'll like it more. <laughs> Give me a watch minute. it this afternoon. No, See if it makes you laugh. Mm. Okay, so last night you watched a terrible movie. Did you watch the whole thing? No, I missed the okay. first like, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes of it. And you started watching started it. started watching it because it has a, a, a superstar uh, movie star. I mean, an absolute flat-out can't question he's a movie star. Okay. Or at least was a movie star. And you, so you committed. Yeah. But you never pulled the plug. No, I, in, in fact, there were parts where at times when I, I wanted to switch over to something else because it, it was wrestling was on last night, but I taped wrestling while it was going on. So I'm like, you know what? I, I'll just keep going with this. Kang, he's just the opposite of me. <laughs> he like locks in on something and he is committed. And I'm pulling the plug on stuff left, right, and center. I, I started a Netflix series yesterday. said, nah, pulled the plug. Started another one. said, maybe I'll stick with this one. I, I just, I pull the plug quickly and I feel like you commit and you're all in. <sighs> I don't know why I was. I, I, I mean, I knew there was a point in this movie where I'm like, oh, this is, this is so, it's predictable. It's terrible. This is just, it's, it's, it's a stereotypical movie. It's, it's an action movie. It was, I'll just tell you what it is. You'll never guess. It was, it was something called Sabotage. And I think it was one of these straight-to-video movies. That, is it like Jean-Claude Van Damme? It's like that, but it's, it's bigger. It was, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. Okay? Yeah. But it's Schwarzenegger from like a few years ago. So Arnold's getting older. Yeah. It's amazing his accent has not gotten any better. <laughs> over, bad, huh? over living in this country as long as he has, you know, the accent is still as thick and as bad as it was when he did Conan the Barbarian. But uh, it was, this movie was so awful. He like heads up a, a DEA uh, a group of, uh, of officers that they're an elite, sorry, elite DEA team uh, that uh, allegedly has stolen some money from a cartel, and and then they're being hunted down by the cartel one by one. Kang, have you ever heard of sabotage with Arnold? I have not. No, no. Well, there's a bunch of these movies. If you if you watch any kind, if you just start scrolling through movies, okay, and you hit info, like at least the next minute, you can hit info, and it'll tell you who's in the movie. And then it'll say, if you like this, you might like this. You start looking at those, the list of those movies, you'd be amazed at how many bad movies, movies you've never heard of, that have been done the last 10 years. Really? That actors like Mel Gibson, <laughs> Bruce Willis is the king of doing all of these movies. I think he had to get them all in before, unfortunately, he had his health issues. But now Schwarzenegger's doing them. 
Uh, it, it's incredible how many bad just movies there are. Just cashing a check, huh? Absolutely wow. just cashing a check. And I've, I've watched parts of a couple of those Bruce Willis movies. Oh, my God. Are they bad? Yeah. I watched one with Mel Gibson the other night. It was so bad. And, no, I didn't watch the whole thing. All it's, right, that'll But this one I ended up watching like the last hour of it. All right, let's get back to your open line calls, 248-539-9797. Denny, you're on 97 on the ticket. Hi, Denny. Hi, guys. How you doing today? Good, All right, thank Denny. you. Good. Uh, question, you know, you, talk, you guys are talking, not that they're not important, you know, the uh, kickers and the running backs, <laughs> but my biggest concern is I think we need a stud-wide receiver. I mean, all the receivers we have are uh, – you know, above average. Is there any on the market available to, to go after? Well, let's start with this. It's it's yeah. definitely something that I think people are struggling with being comfortable about because they don't have a stud wide receiver. They've got they've got an exceptionally good, exceptionally good Amon Ross St. Brown, who consistently right. ranks between 10 and 20 in most wide receiver lists. And he's really, right, he's really good. Love, love Amon Ross St. Brown. And I think too. we have Khalif Raymond, who is wildly underappreciated in Detroit and is clearly valued by the Lions because they just signed him to a contract extension. Uh-huh. And we went through an era with Calvin Johnson where we had one of the greatest studs of all time and didn't really win much. And people right. used to make the argument that you don't need a stud receiver. And this group did it last year. They have one of the best offenses in the NFL with a similar receiving core. So it's – is it is it – I think there's a reluctance for us to embrace, and I get it, I'm kind of with you, that, uh-huh. hey, this group can get it done. This group with this offensive coordinator, this O-line, and this quarterback can get it done. And – I, I would you want to be better everywhere and maybe that receiver is in waiting and it'll be arriving in week seven, but I I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, and that's the thing, is I think that they're counting on it to arrive in week seven with Jamison Williams. But to his to his question, are there people out there? Sure. There there's gotta be people out there if you wanted to trade for them. Um and I suspect that the Lions are considering doing things like that. There are reports that you know, Mike Evans out of Tampa Bay, that he wasn't thrilled with what's going on with Tampa. Uh, he's in the last year of his contract out there. There doesn't look like it's a, it's a team that's going anywhere, but it's a team that's in the division that's so bad that, you know, a, a less than 500 team can win the division. So does he want to stick around there or does he want to go? Uh, what would Tampa ask is compensation in return for a rental, basically? Uh, but Mike Evans would be a, an upgrade over what the Lions have. Um, I'm sure that there are other... Uh, receivers that will become available as the season goes on prior to the trade deadline. But for right now, I think what you see is what you get with the Lions in the receiving room. Did I, I the names that we were, that we cycled through Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton? Um, there was another one. None of those guys have signed yet, have they? No, I don't think so. For some reason, I thought T.Y. Hilton might have signed with the Cowboys. Kang, none of those guys have signed yet, right? No. Yeah. I mean, so it's still there. It can be done, but, I mean, it's it, look, nobody's done it yet, right? So it's not just Detroit. 31 other teams have not bit. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I think it's a, I think it's a trade deadline move. I think it's a trade deadline move, and there could be a lot of teams that see their seasons go south 
and suddenly the Rams are shopping Cooper Cup, or you mentioned Mike Evans, Tampa shopping Mike Evans. Uh, there are a couple other teams that could have down years, and I think that uh, what's the guy's name in Indy? I think he's too young for them to move on from him. But um, yeah, when te- when seasons go south, teams might start unloading veterans. So, and that could happen, and happen quickly. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven, and the Lions retain some cap space that they could make that move. Uh, feedback coming in. Largest need for the Lions isn't kicker, guys. It's wide receiver. Here we go again. They have no one after ASB with JMO being suspended and an unknown when back. That's from Marvin. Well, they do have Marvin. <laughs> they have Marvin Jones, who's he's a very consistent receiver. Yep. Um, he's not an all-pro type receiver anymore, but he's pretty consistent. And the rest of the group is what they had last year when they were still a really good offense. Yep. And and that you're also there are two other additions that we don't really think about when we talk about receivers because they're not wide receivers. But Sam Laporte is brought here to catch the football as a tight end. Now, as a rookie, how much are you going to be able to do? I mean, we've seen previous rookie receivers with the Lions take a little time before they really hit their stride. But I get the feeling that Laporte is going to be one that they expect to hit his stride sooner than later. And then Jameer Gibbs is going to be used as a receiver, he's going to be a weapon, uh, whether it's out of the backfield or in the slot or whatever they decide to do with him, because he's a mismatch. He's got receiving um, capabilities. It just as you line up as a wide receiver, and you don't lose too much, and his elusiveness and his speed are through off the charts. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Uh, more of your feedback coming into the Carson Anderson inbox as we continue from outside Comerica Park. Uh, unnamed Texter says, Bam Knight's stats for last year were not very good. I wonder what they see in this guy over Reynolds or Jefferson. So the totality of his stats aren't. As he got more carries late in the year, his last three games, he averaged over six yards a carry. He had, I think it was 36 carries. Hold on for a sec. Um, give, me a, give me a moment here. I apologize. 36 carries for 230 yards in their last three games. And I think that's that's where people he kind of caught people's attention. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see if he can continue it in Detroit. If he even gets a chance at Detroit, they, he probably will though. He's a third running back. Yeah, I um, I don't have big expectations for him at all. Um, not terribly impressed with 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 what he has done. Doesn't mean he's going to be a bad running back. I just you know he's he's on the practice squad. And will he be activated for game? Uh, you know, they have some other spots on the practice squad right now. Perhaps another running back will be added to that list.